Hey, and welcome to episode five of the Marketing with Haley podcast. Today, I am so excited to talk to you all about color psychology and how you can use color to strengthen your brand, particularly from a photography perspective. My experience with color psychology goes back nearly 10 years ago now to when I studied visual communication at uni and also while working in brand identity at IBM. There's been a fair bit of time in between then and now, however, recently I've picked up my fascination again at full speed to help my personal branding photography clients get the best experience and portraits possible while they work with me. I'm so interested in color and how it can be used to your advantage in both life and business, actually. And I want to help not only my own clients to use color psychology to strengthen their brands, but I also really want to be able to help you with your brand as well. This stuff is so powerful and it's becoming my specialization and unique selling point as a personal branding photographer. As far as I'm aware, no other photographer at this time is studying color and using it to help their clients in this way from a branding perspective. And so I'm really excited to be able to bring you this information today. Now, aside from my studies at uni, much of my knowledge to date on color and seasonal personalities has come from a couple of authors who I wanted to acknowledge as well. And they are Fiona Humberstone, Angela Wright and Carol Jackson. So if you're interested in color psychology after this episode and you want to hear more, I really recommend that you go Google their names and look out for their books. I have so much to share with you on the topic of color psychology and seasonal personalities. However, this episode specifically today is on the inherent meaning of color and how it can support or weaken your brand. So grab your cuppa, pull up your cozy socks, and let's get this ball on the road. Welcome to the Marketing with Hayley podcast, where you can learn marketing, branding, and business tips to help you get your first clients and bring your creative business to life. Your host for today's show is business mentor, teacher, photographer, and incurable Francophile, Hayley Richardson. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, it's Hayley. I hope you are doing really well and I'm so excited for this episode. So let's just dig straight in. So I want to start by saying that color is essentially the essence of all of life. And I know that that sounds kind of deep to start with, but hear me out. Um, We are all made up of a spectrum of color and it plays a much, much bigger role than we actually consciously realize. Branding agencies and designers have known this all along and they actually work with color to expertly position brands by designing palettes and symbols that enhance the purpose, the values and the, the personality of their clients' brands. In styling, so like in fashion styling, it's much the same. And you may have heard of personal stylists out there who are trained specifically in color analysis to help you determine the colors that best match your coloring and personality. And if you ever get the chance to get your colors done, as they call it, it's definitely a worthwhile investment. It's actually something also that I am seriously considering training in because I think it's so fascinating and I know it would really help my clients. Um, But one of my clients, Kerry, has had this done in the past, a color analysis, and hearing about it from her when we had our photo shoot last year is partly what actually has inspired me to start looking into color psychology um, and its use in branding further. 
So the thing is, while there's emerging resources about color psychology and seasonal personalities being shared from a brand perspective, and the brand stylist is one amazing resource in that respect. Um, so I do recommend that you go out, go and check that website out, The Brand Stylist by Fiona Humberston. It's not something that's really discussed much from a photography perspective, at least from what I can see in personal branding particularly. Um, Many photographers who take personal branding portraits don't necessarily have a marketing background and even those that do don't always have training and experience in brand identity. So I'm really fortunate to have that that background and that depth of knowledge to go deep into the brand identity process be able to help my clients really understand what is going on to help them intentionally strengthen and support the message and perception of their brand. And again, this is kind of why this is becoming my niche and what I'm really excited to specialize in and help my clients with. So you might say, well, yeah, Haley, that's cool and kind of interesting, but does it really matter what colors I wear? And the answer in short is yes. Whether you really care or not, people register what a person is wearing, if not consciously, without doubt on a subconscious level, we're definitely registering. We, we all respond really strongly um, to both what a person wears and the colors that they're wearing because it helps taps into our, it helps us, sorry, tap into our primal instinct of needing to understand more about other people, the people that we meet and who they are and how they fit into the world and how they might fit in with us as well. So you may not consider yourself materialistic, so to speak, and you may even think that talking about things like color and like worrying about what color you wear in your photo shoot down to this detail might be a little bit vain, but it's not even about materialism in any way, shape or form. Um, I mean, it can be because it definitely does enhance the way that you look and appear if you are wearing the right colors that suit your palette, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, But if you do understand the deeper meaning of color and not only that, but the different variations of a hue and how that can work to support you, you can create a psychological advantage in your branding by creating harmony in the minds of your ideal customers and also send out very strong and important messages about yourself that reinforce your personality and your brand values. So that's what we're trying to do by looking at color through this lens. Now, it's also important to note that when it comes to color, while we can all wear almost all colors and look good, the shades and tints of a color that will suit an individual person is going to differ. So you may be able to pull off a different type of blue, a different shade of blue or a different tint of blue to me. And this is because we all have different coloring and different undertones in our skin. And so different variations and different versions of a particular color will either enhance or compress our natural coloring. And this is why it gets fascinating and interesting and also why it pays to really know this stuff to get it right. Because you may subconsciously, without even knowing it, be sending the wrong messages. So we can each be classified into a season which is spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Our season is determined by our skin, hair, and eye coloring, and whether we are cool or warm with our undertones. So while we can often have strong subordinate personality influences from a second season, for example, like if I'm a summer and I have strong spring influences in my personality, what we wear and our brand's color palette should still only derive from one season. And that's because mixing seasons will create discord, imbalance and confusion and it can really weaken our brand identity. 
So our seasons also really reflect other elements of our personality, like whether we are introverted or extroverted, and also your Jungian archetype that the Myers-Briggs test is based on. That's also linked to your seasonal personality, which I found really, really fascinating. Um, Our seasonal personality will influence the particular color tones, the tints and the shades that we are both most drawn to and also those that we wear well. And in your brand photos, this can help to create a really flattering effect to give you more life and energy in your face and your skin. And it will help to create a strong and cohesive and consistent brand when you do it consistently that your audience can grow to know, like and trust. There will be another episode entirely dedicated to helping you understand your seasonal personality, so I won't go into it too much today, but that's just a little bit of a taster for and a background so that you can understand where we're going with this. I also wanted to quickly note that color psychology says similarities with the chakra system of Eastern philosophy, so you'll hear me referencing the chakras from time to time throughout this episode as well in relation to specific colors and their meanings. Now, personally, understanding this fully has really, really opened up a whole new world for me personally, where I feel like finally I can understand why I'm drawn to certain colors and actually in particular different color shades more than others. And why despite finding certain colors fashionable, they don't suit me or feel like me and how I can move forward with full self-confidence about myself and my brand. It's really, really eye-opening stuff. So I hope that you find it to be so as well. And let's just get started now and look at the meaning of each color and how it can either help or hinder your brand. So we'll start off with red and red is the color of strength. It's a color to wear when you want to be noticed because it's powerful and it really creates a lot of visual impact. As we all know, traffic lights are red. They're the color that we really need to be aware of the most. So red is aligned with the base chakra and it's associated with physicality. It's also symbolic of masculinity and for that reason you'll find it in many sport team uniforms. On the flip side, red can signal aggression. So when it's worn, it should be done so very thoughtfully. For example, If you wanted to convey a sense of boldness and confidence in your brand or in your photos without going too overboard and coming across as aggressive, then maybe a red lip will take you places. Now let's look at orange. Orange is a warm hue and it has tones of yellow and red blended together. It's very mentally stimulating and it can carry the feeling of outgoing friendliness and extroversion, which lends it more to spring and autumn brands. And again, with reference to the color seasons, we will talk about those in a later episode. So on a symbolic level, orange represents energy. Um, It represents financial success, passion and endurance. And it's a very autumnal color, obviously, as autumn leaves are very orange. And in nature, it's representative of harvest and therefore it can also signal abundance. Orange can vary so much in terms of saturation and brightness and darkness and it can it can really encompass like a pumpkin-y kind of shade on the autumn side and then peach tones on the spring side. Yellow is the color of emotion and it's linked to the sacral chakra which is our third chakra. It's the color of self-esteem or lack of it and ego and it can also communicate optimism and warmth in a personality when done well or anxiety and clinginess when it's not done intentionally. So though it's not impossible, yellow is likely to seldom feature in a summer brand 
uh, and unless it was gold, nor would it be a central feature of a winter brand. Though if the underlying meaning of yellows are important to your brand personality and values and you are a summer or winter brand, then it most definitely can still play a role. So don't discount it just because of that. So yellow is ideal for outgoing and extroverted personalities, which is why it's ideal for spring in a daffodil or butter tint or a more intense and warm mustard shade for an autumn personality. Now let's look at green. So green is the color of life. It symbolizes a connection to the heart, to life and all of nature. And it's very balancing, refreshing and energizing. So you want to use green when you want to convey a sense of emotional balance and harmony and abundance. Again, different tones of green will serve different purposes and greens on the more yellow side will bring in elements of yellow symbology like self-esteem while greens with a bluer tone will veer more towards trust and logic. Blue, which is my favorite color, it's an, an intellectual color and it's associated with the throat chakra, which represents communication. So blue is the perfect color to wear if you want to convey strong communicative abilities. And so the types of entrepreneurs who I would see including blue into their brand photography palette include copywriters, speakers and marketers. Often people who belong to the summer archetype will feel very drawn to blues for its calming and soothing properties and soft blue promotes calm and relaxation whereas deeper blues promote intellectual stimulation. So overall using blue in your palette will communicate sensitivity, intelligence, trust and order. Violet or purple is associated with the crown chakra and it has strong spiritual connotations. It's a really great color to introduce for visionary brands or brands with a sense of mysticism. So darker shades of violet means strength, while lighter tones are more about relaxation. And when I say lighter tones, you can think like lavender. Pink has a strong nurturing instinct. So while it's traditionally seen as a girly color, pink can be a very positive color when it's used intentionally and it can be very nurturing, Feminine without being girly, soothing, sensual, romantic, and intuitive. Pink is a tint of red, and so it also has connections to physicality, and more intense pinks will always be more energetic and stimulating, while the softer pinks will be romantic and soothing in their approach. So the potential pitfalls of a pink that isn't used well will include that it can be perceived as overly girly, naive, and lacking in professionalism so that's something that you want to just keep an eye on if your brand includes pink brown is a color of balance groundedness practicality and warmth for autumn brands and people it's a really great alternative to black and the darker the shade the more formal it will be so brown has a very earthy feel to it and it's very, very traditional. And I see it working really well for autumn-based life coaches, for example. I've seen a few who this works really well for, who have that real bohemian kind of vibe going for them. The potential negatives of a brown gone wrong can include a sense that the brand is very boring, it's unfashionable, or it's just stuck you know, in the, in the 80s or something like that. Um, let's move on to black. So black is a color that really commands respect and it infers very high morals, trust and authority. So it's recommended for winter personalities only. And these are the people who are naturally and 
effortlessly sophisticated. Um, and what black does for your brand is that it tells the world that you are serious, powerful, and very much in control. So if your brand is anything but a winter, I recommend you don't include black at all in your brand palette because it will be too harsh and dominating and it will just obscure the meaning of your, your brand values, especially if you try to mix it with colors from another season. Now, a side note on black, I am definitely 100% all for body love and I really honestly believe that you should ultimately wear what you want to wear when you're having a brand photo shoot and what you're going to feel good in. However, something I discovered about wearing black when I was doing some research, which I thought was very interesting and worth sharing, is that it's actually only slimming on people who are both a winter personality and already quite slim. Because of the connotations of black being heavy, when you think about it, it can be quite intimidating and threatening when it's not used correctly. So if you're not a winter or you're not relatively slim, black can have the effect of making you appear heavier and intimidating to the viewer. This actually gave me a little bit of an aha because personally, over the years, I've really tried to incorporate a lot of black, particularly since moving to London, because there's a lot of black in this city. Um, and I just, you know, kind of was drawn to it because I thought it was slimming and also quite chic. However, I, I have to say I never feel great when I wear black. And I actually did notice recently, um, been holding extra weight, that it really doesn't seem to have a slimming effect, the, the effect that I always thought it was supposed to do. So kind of like didn't really click on that fully until I read that little bit about the effects of black. So that knowledge really liberated me from feeling like I needed to include black in my wardrobe in order to have great basics and also to feel slimmer. It really just isn't me. And to know that actually, you know, it's it's not doing what I thought it might or is supposed to do, that's a really, really good feeling. So I can kind of ditch it if I want to. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that we probably instinctively know it, but we can't really put a finger on why. Um, I, I could never understand why I would never reach for my black cardigan or dresses unless they were kind of my only options or I actually, unless I just wanted to hide really, like I wanted to be invisible when I was going out. Um, the only thing that I really always reach for in black is my winter coat, which always gets a really good workout. But as I said, if you want to wear black anyway, and you're not a winter and you just like black or, you know, it's, it's what you want to wear and you don't care about the slimming effects, then totally go for it and wear it. It's, these guidelines aren't meant to feel constricting to you at all. They're meant to be liberating, but I do think that it is just worth considering the associations because particularly if you were like me and just doing something because you thought that that was what it was supposed to do, next time you wear black and have a photo of yourself taken if that's kind of why you're wearing it if you think that it's going to just have a bit of a slimming effect on you have a look at a photo and think actually like does it is it is it really doing what I think it wants to do like does it and also does this lift my skin does it make me look glowy and alive or is it making me look a little bit dull and and dead because chances are, if you are not from the winter color family, the color seasonal personality, then black probably won't suit you. Okay, so white, let's move on to white. And white is the color of purity. And it's also a very strong color of simplicity and of minimalism. It can really help demonstrate that you're clean, um, sophisticated and efficient. And in its purest form, like a very pure white, 
Like black, white is recommended for winter personalities only as a clothing choice um, if you want it to enhance and complement your looks. However, it can still work very well for the backdrop or surroundings of a spring or summer brand because of the light and brightness that it brings. But you can also have shades and tints of white with just the tiniest touches of um, other colors that then bring that whiteness into your own seasonal personality palette as well. So do be aware of that too. Like you can have warmer whites and you can have like cooler sort of darker whites too. So something to be aware of. The potential negatives of a white, however gone wrong, um, can include coming across as sterile and detached. So that is something that is very much a watch out. And I would say, you know, if you are wearing a very complete pure white and you are not a winter personality be really careful of wearing it in you know dresses or tops or jumpers um, if you are considering wearing wearing a white then maybe think about so for example if you're in autumn think about having a white that's got a bit of a touch of sort of cream and warmth to it or if you are a um, summer then maybe think about wearing a white that has a bit of a touch of gray to it um, or blue. Now hands up if you've ever been confused about whether you're a gold or a silver person. I definitely have both of my hands up right now. This is going to change your life I hope but first let me tell you a little bit of a story. So around the time of my 21st birthday, my mum said that she would buy me a ring from this gorgeous jeweler that I loved. A couple of my friends had rings from this shop as well, and so I really wanted a really beautiful one for my birthday. Something as a keepsake, and because it was such a special gift, I knew that I wanted to make the right decision and think about whether I wanted to be a gold or a silver person with all of the important jewellery for the rest of my life so that my my ring for my 21st birthday would always match everything else that I wore. So my mum is a gold person and I suspect, I don't know yet, I'm going to have to do this when I get home and see her in Australia shortly, I suspect that she's spring, although she could be an autumn. She's definitely a warm person and so she wears gold wedding and engagement bands and eternity rings um, and all of her earrings and necklaces are gold too. So as a kid, purely because, you know, you always think like what your mum what your mum does and wears as gospel so because my mum wore gold and most of her friends did too I kind of just automatically made the assumption that when you become an adult you're supposed to start wearing gold jewelry and I never could fully embrace the idea because I didn't totally feel like gold was me but I kind of just accepted the fact that that was probably what I was going to do so anyway I ended up choosing a beautiful ring with a champagne colored stone and you guessed it I went with a gold band only I couldn't quite embrace the thought of fully becoming a gold person with all of the rest of my jewelry and the reason why is that I'm a summer personality through and through which means that my skin tone is much better suited to silver and I also just love the understated elegance and, and date, daintiness sorry, of silver. So discovering the psychology of color and my own season has really helped me to understand that I can embrace what's right for me and not feel like I need to try and beat anything else because I see it working for other people. Not that my mom or anyone ever told me that I had to be a gold person. That was purely just my own little assumption that I'd made. So 
Anyway, here's the explanation for why gold suits some people and silver suits others. So gold is a warm tone and therefore it works with spring and autumn personalities whose tones are all warm. Silver is a cool tone and it works for summer and winter and this works both on a brand from brand perspective as brands who adopt the personality of a spring or autumn brand or archetype will be better off using gold to complement the warmth of their color palette if they wanted to use a metallic kind of color or accent and then summer and winters will suit silver as the colors in those palettes are all cool based colors however if you've had your colors done so if you've been to a stylist who has has done your colors for you you're better suited to gold as an autumn or spring because of the pigments in your skin and the same goes for summer and winter who have coolest coolest um, skin pigment speak coolest skin pigments so for silver it will communicate elegance and sophistication it's a very dignified tone and delicate and it can look beautiful as a foil when it's used on business cards or packaging but a silver gone wrong or used incorrectly will run the risk of coming off as a little bit despondent or sad it just won't look right Gold is the typical color of opulent wealth, like in the story of King Midas. It connotes success, style, generosity, and power, but then on the misused side, it can be tacky, greedy, demanding, overbearing, and kind of lacking in wisdom. So again, you've got to pick your your metallics very carefully as well to work with your brand. So if you've made it this far, well done. I hope that this has helped open up your eyes to a whole new world of color understanding. Now, throughout these descriptions, I've often referenced the potential pitfalls of using particular colors. And I want to explain what I mean by that because it's more straightforward than it potentially sounds. So when I say, for example, that a yellow could be used incorrectly and instead of confidence and optimism may come across as anxious or clingy, what I mean by this is that this can happen if you're using the tones in the wrong color palette from the rest of your personal or brand season. So for for an extreme example, if you're a summer personality, which is known for soft, cool tones, and then you go and wear a very rich and warm burgundy red dress in your photos you're it's not firstly it's not going to complement your skin tones if you are a summer a true summer and then it's also going to send the wrong message because it doesn't support the message or values of your brand so what I mean by that is if you've gone and, and got a whole summer web design done like your web and brand colors are all summer tones and then you're wearing that burgundy dress in your photos that's really just going to clash with the rest of your brand and not going to work Well, okay, so we made it to the end and I hope that you found this episode so helpful. Um, I really hope that getting a little insight into the meaning behind color has given you some food for thought when planning your first brand identity or a rebrand or new personal branding photos as well. So if you are based in London, Paris or Sydney, Australia, and you'd like to work with me for personal branding photography, we will go in depth into your seasonal personality for your brand, as well as look at what colors are going to support your brand values, your purpose and your message. And then from there, we can determine which clothes, locations and props to arrange for your portraits as a result so that it's all very strong and cohesive and in support of your business and what you want your business to stand for. 
Um, if you're not based in those these locations or you don't necessarily need new portraits, but you do want to start understanding your brand identity so that you can prepare for your next portrait session or rebrand, I can help with this too in my brand consulting packages. So I'm based in London, but if you're listening to this in early 2018, I will be in Sydney all of February and the first half of March, and I'm taking bookings for portrait sessions and also um, brand consulting now. And if either of those options, photography or brand identity consulting, speak to you, please reach out and email me at hello at hayleyrichardson.co and we can have a chat, um, a, a quick no obligation call where we can talk about what you actually would like to get out of um, either your portraits or understanding your brand identity and see if we're a good fit to work together. So Thank you so much for listening and tuning in, guys. I am looking forward to seeing you next time. Bye. That's it for today's episode, friends. Thanks for listening in. For show notes and guest information, visit hayleyrichardson.co forward slash podcast. If you loved today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks again for tuning into the Marketing with Hayley podcast. Keep bringing that creative business of yours to life and we'll see you in the next episode.